Thanks for tuning in to Start With Scripture, a Hesed Heart podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Grove, here to bring you scripture reading and application that can fit into your morning routine and your busy schedule. Learn more at hesedheart.com. Good morning, my friends. Welcome to another beautiful day. We have been getting through some tough stuff, so I'm really proud of you for sticking through this, for being here when you are listening, because God's word isn't always easy, but it's always impactful and it's always powerful. And so just remember that even when you have questions, know that God is there for you. And today we're going to be talking about a really really tough one, my friends. (laughs) A verse that a lot of people tend to use, I think, to almost discredit the church. And I think they're completely taking it out of context and not understanding the difference between uh, a principle that is commanded versus a practice that is commanded. So let's go ahead and dive in and see what Paul has to say. Remember, we were just talking about having basically an orderly worship service, one that is clear, one that is basically understandable and connected to God's word. And it's about Christ instead of ourselves. So keep that in mind. We are in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 for the second half of verse 33, and I'm reading from the ESV. As in all the churches of the saints, the women should keep silent in the churches. For they are not permitted to speak, but should be in submission, as the law also says. If there is anything they desire to learn, let them ask their husbands at home, for it is shameful for a woman to speak in church. (laughs) Y'all, so many people get really riled about this and get really upset. And if if we take it at the the face value that people take it as, I could understand why they get upset. They say, oh, this is saying women should never make a peep in a church building, that women are not worthy of respect. But we know that's not true. (laughs) We know that's not true. Remember, as we've been, you know, going through this, this book, Paul is addressing all believers. And if you don't believe me, we're going to go back to the very, very beginning, his introduction. He said to the church of God that is in Corinth, the church of God, not just the men of God, no, the church of God to those sanctified in Christ Jesus, right? That's all believers. That's not just the men called to be saints together with all those who in every place call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ both their Lord and ours. So we see that he is addressing the church as a whole. And then other times people will say that throughout it, he'll say, and he'll address the brothers, right? The brothers. I'm going to look back specifically when we were talking kind of about this idea of spiritual gifts, right? In the very beginning of chapter 12, we heard him say, now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers. And he goes on to talk about all the different varieties. He goes on to talk about the body of Christ and this word brothers. Well, yes, it does mean the word brother, And it is technically a masculine word in the original Greek language. It can also be used with the connotation and the understanding that it actually refers to a member 
of the same community, the same religious community. And so here, when he uses this word brothers, he is talking to basically fellow Christians. So we can just throw that argument out the window because when he is addressing men versus women, he makes that crystal clear. Now we talked about this earlier on when we were in especially chapter 11 and he was discussing head coverings, right? (laughs) He was discussing head coverings. And again, that was a whole section where people can take it very, very literally. And they look at the practice that was prescribed, right? Women covering their heads and men Um, not covering their heads, instead of the principle behind it. Now, so often the practice, not all the time, we really do need discernment when looking at this stuff, but the practice can be in the context of the culture. And so with that in mind, the practice can sometimes change. In that situation, we were talking about head coverings as this symbol of respect. And we talked about this idea that there is almost like a hierarchical order, but it's an order of mutual respect, one that God himself is subject to because the father is, in that sense, above the son. Even though they're the same person, they are equal. They are both valuable. They both love and respect the other. That's that's how God sees it. That's how he orders it. And so we want to respect that. And so we talked about this idea that the underlying principle behind head coverings was respecting authority, right? Women respecting their husbands and respecting their headship because that was a symbol of the culture at the time. And then men also being respectful to God, being not puffing themselves up like like wanting to be like the culture. And so we need to see the difference between the principle and the practice, because often the principle should be unchanging, but the practice can sometimes change and alter depending on your culture. Now, we also need to put this verse in the context of what we were talking about, right? We're talking about orderly worship. And so that actually gives us a clue as to what Paul is talking about As in all the churches of the saints, the women, and this is kind of a word for a married woman, like a wife, the women should keep silent in the churches. Now, is he saying completely silent, no talking at all? I personally don't believe so. I believe this is talking about women causing the service to be disorderly, right? Paul was just addressing this idea that people were using tongues and speaking in tongues without any sort of interpretation, which leads to confusion. And he just heard that God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. That was the verse before, or the first half of the verse, technically. (laughs) And he also said, you know, when people are sharing God's word, declaring that with prophecy, prophesying, that you should all have your own chance to speak. Again, we want it to be orderly. We don't want it to be confusing. And so a lot of people believe that these women were speaking up during a service, trying to speak over others or trying to interrupt the service in a way that was not peaceful <laughs> like God, that was not clear like God, but it was leading to confusion. It was leading to being overwhelmed. It was leading to distraction. Instead of building up the body, it seemed like they were focusing on themselves. And we see that he goes on, for they are not permitted to speak, but should be in submission as the law also says, which we saw right there in that little hierarchy, which is not about 
power and it's not about, you know, being more respected. It's just how God ordered the world. Women, their head is their husband whose head is Christ, whose head is the father, right? He says, if there is anything they desire to learn, let them ask their husbands at home for it is shameful for a woman to speak in church. And this makes sense. If we view it as a woman disrupting the worship service, which is what Paul was just talking about. It doesn't seem like he's just going off on a new tangent because normally he gives some sort of like an introduction, an introductory sentence, something to kind of transition you from one thought to another. That is not present. And so it sure seems like he is still talking about having an orderly, clear, not confusing service as we're using our gifts. And as we are honestly just showing up to fellowship with others. And so in this sense, I do believe that this specific verse is talking about a practice that just like the head coverings was applied to this specific church in Corinth at this specific time. But the principle we can take from it is not to allow our own selves to confuse and distract others or even detract from God's word. I mean, honestly, sometimes can you imagine sitting in a movie, right? Sitting in a movie and there's that person behind you who just keeps talking. It's distracting. It makes things confusing and it makes you upset. And that's just with a movie, right? Which is just purely for entertainment. How much more important is it than with God's word? So I hope that clears it up that this is in no way disrespecting women because this entire book was written to women. The part about spiritual gifts, about women having varieties of gifts, about the gifts of wisdom, of knowledge, of tongues, of faith, even, even of prophecy which is declaring God's word. And we do see other women stepping up and sharing God's word throughout scripture in a way that is celebrated, not torn down, not treated like a distraction. And so with the other parts of scripture in mind, we know, we know that women sharing, that women sharing God's word, that women speaking to other people, (laughs) we know that that is not bad. We know that that is not the principle that is being talked about, but the principle is not distracting or detracting from God's word. So my friends, with that in mind, this is not tearing down women. (laughs) In fact, the Bible lifts women up. Jesus lifts women up in such a beautiful way. But it's just talking about the heart of the principle and the practice that Paul was encouraging to kind of shut that down, the distraction and detraction down in this specific church. So without further ado, I'll see you tomorrow morning. So as we looked at this tough topic, we saw the principle under the practice, right? The principle of maintaining that respect of a wife with her husband, even her church, but also that principle of not distracting or detracting from an orderly God-focused worship service, a service that builds others up. So thanks for sticking through with me. I would love to know if you have any thoughts, questions, opinions on this. I'd love to chat about it. So feel free to send me an email, support at hesedheart.com. And in that subject line, you can just, um, I don't know, put podcast so I can know that's what it's in reference to. And then let me know what your thoughts were, because I know on topics like this, 
there can usually be some some different perspectives on it. And just to remind you all that I'm not perfect. I'm sharing with you what I have researched and my own understanding of God's word based on my past experience and based on my current prayer, understanding, and how I'm comparing it with the rest of scripture. So email me support at hesedheart.com if you would like to chat.